Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. There's something wrong in the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Seeker Podcast at Service of Change, where we challenge reality, question at which we've been taught in hopes of inspiring a new direction of thought to bring about change. I'm your host, Dennis Nappy II, and on this episode of the Seeker Podcast, I'm going to review some articles, some mainstream stuff, some personal testimony that, as I try to do, inspire a new direction of thought to bring about change. We've got some great information here to share with you about the existence of of the sixth sense as being researched by the Department of Defense, as being proven to exist by the Department of Defense, as covered in a Time Magazine article. Fascinating stuff. Again, I think this is life-changing here. I think this is something that we all need to be aware of because it's something we can all use to make better decisions in life, to have a better understanding of the world in which we currently believe we exist within been a uh, hectic week for me as always i redid my office my office slash studio um you know kind of expanded some things here as things are, are growing so i'm hoping to uh have more great products coming out of here did a lot of editing this week you know i've talked about a particular section of my book multiple times i think i've written one or two blog articles on it i've done one or two podcasts on it about plants and their ability to read human thought and to communicate and it's it's fascinating how you catch pieces of information and eventually everything all ties in the the premise of a lot of my research is on the sixth this this sixth sense that all humans have we have this ability to communicate through a wireless signal that transmits from our bodies from our hearts we can both send and receive information Back in the 70s with parapsychology, they were doing a lot of research into this stuff. That's where kind of remote viewing became popular and refined. Um, but there was a guy by the name of Cleve Baxter. He was a poly, uh, polygraph, one of the great, the best polygraph polygraphers, I guess is the word for it. Uh, he worked for the FBI. He developed uh, techniques for the CIA. Had newest stuff with the polygraph. One day he said, you know what? I'm going to see if I can get a reaction out of a plant. And I'm going to cut this short uh, because I have other stuff I want to get to. But he, he hooked up his polygraph machine to his plant. And then he says, okay, I'm going to go get matches. And he went to go get matches to burn the plants. And as he went to get the matches, the needles on the polygraph machine started going crazy. And what he learned was that the plant not only responded to his intent to burn it, and he interpreted that as fear, the plant read 
his mind. Now, this experiment has been done over and over again. The Mythbusters did a show on it, and they were able to replicate not only the plant's reaction to physical threats to harm it, visualization to harm it, actual harm being done to the plant, it was react, it was measuring a reaction to that, but they proved that the plant was reading their minds. That proves a lot of things. It proves that this level of communication is there. It does exist. We are just not tuned into it, but we can learn to tune into it. So, there's some stuff up on the Facebook feed that I had out there. Um, I'll throw some links in the show notes again for this too. Look at the documentary, The Secret Life of Plants. It's life-changing, and I think we need to be more mindful of this stuff to be more mindful of how we're interacting with the world around us because when we're contributing to that fear element, it's putting a vibe out there that has a negative impact on everything. We need to be mindful of the negativity that's being put out there. So check that out. I think that's very important stuff. That's why I'm putting dedicating some time to this show to talk about it. Uh, what else? want to direct you, please, if you have not done so, I'm going to give a couple self-plugs real quick, but please subscribe to the free secret newsletter. It comes out every Sunday. It's got the show notes. It's got more. It's got promos and things coming out with Food for the Archons uh, and a whole bunch of other good stuff that I have planned to come out. And you will get access to read I Am Human and We're Not Who We Think We Are. It's my free ebook. Fascinating read. It explores what is this reality? What are we meant to do? Uh, all that stuff. Really great Um just a thought-provoking quick read for you as a thank you for signing up for my free newsletter uh, as well. And, and please, if you want to support the show, please go to serviceofchange.com slash bookstore uh, and check it out. There's a few books on there. Um, you know, Service was my first book. It's my memoir from military intelligence to police work to my eyes being open to what's going on in our education system, how it's being systematically dismantled and, uh, you know, what we can do about it. That was, like I said, my first one. Uh, and there's a couple other books up there as well you can check out. Um, but it, it will support the show and this operation that we're, uh, that we're doing here. So please check that out, servicechange.com slash bookstore and newsletter. All right, enough with the self-plugs. Some pretty cool stuff going on in the news. I'm staying away from the mainstream because it's just filled with so much drama. It's the same old stuff every week. But I came across some really cool things that I want to share with all of you out there. Uh, This first one I found actually through Graham Hancock's feed. And it's called here as I'm scrolling through it. It's at the throughtheguardian.com. Graham shared it on Facebook. But Mars covered in toxic chemicals that can wipe out living organisms. Tests reveal. Uh, it says the chances of anything coming from Mars have taken a downward turn with the finding that the surface of the red planet contains a quote toxic cocktail of chemicals that can wipe out living organisms. Experiments with compounds found in the Martian soil show that they are turned into potent bactericides by the ultraviolet light that bathes the planet, effectively sterilizing the upper layers of the dusty landscape. Discovery has wide-ranging implications from the hunt for alien life on the fir- fourth rock from the sun and suggests that missions will have to dig deep underground to find past or present life if it lurks there. The most hospitable environment may lie two or three meters beneath the surface where the soil and any organisms are shielded from intense radiation. At those depths, it's possible Martian life may survive, said Jennifer Wadsworth, a postgraduate uh, astrobiologist at Edinburgh University interesting article it goes in and it breaks down even more exactly what they found and the impact it's had on bacterial life and how it's killing life and where they're finding this stuff on the planet 
I don't want us to be deterred from this, though, when you read this. Uh, you know, they said right there, hey, it could exist below the surface three or four meters down. That's not really that deep. It's really not. So, uh, and let's, there, there's been rumors out there. Nothing has been proven, but you have a lot of stuff, a lot of talk in the conspiracy and alternative circles that there's, there is life on Mars. For me, the most credible information I've heard coming from that is from the remote viewing circles. Courtney Brown and his research through Farsight. I think he's a very credible guy. In his first book, that one was, I'm looking at it right now, Cosmic Voyage. He did a, a, a session on life on Mars. And it said that Mars was destroyed, but there is a small subset of life, intelligent life, humanoid life, that exists uh, below the surface, they are technologically advanced and they can go to and from the planet as they please. But the planet is pretty much dead. Interesting stuff, though. Check it out. This next one, Jimmy Church from Coast to Coast. The article at coasttocoast.com is titled UFO Hangar Door Discovered on Top of Mount Adams at ECETI Ranch. Now, I get it. Especially given the audience that listens to Coast to Coast, I, I, and I'm, I don't mean this as a disrespectful thing, we don't know that it's a UFO hangar. A mysterious opening appeared on this mountain. They don't know what it is or where it came from. We can, we can speculate it might be UFO. They did happen to have UFO sightings in the vicinity, but we don't know for sure is this a UFO. I'm just going to read the blurb real quick. I'll have the links in the show notes. But Jimmy Church, who recently visited James Gillian's ECETI uh, ranch, writes, An extremely large opening appeared on top of Mount Adams Friday, June 30th, 2017, during the early afternoon around 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. When you arrive at ECETI ranch in Trout Lake, Washington, on Thursday, June 29th, we photographed Mount Adams many times. The mountain dominates the view from the ECETI ranch, and we wanted to capture the moment. After reviewing our images from Thursday, clearly the quote opening was not there in any of the frames that were captured on any camera or phone. Now there's a nine minute video. Again, this link will be up at serviceofchange.com in the show notes for this episode. There's a nine minute video that Jimmy Church goes through and he does break down what he's seeing. It is very interesting. It looks like something does open up. <clears throat> Is it a technological hangar that opens up? Or did some rocks just crumble and fall into the snow? It needs more analysis. I don't know. But what is interesting, one of the things that he shows is he took, when he takes a picture, he takes like a burst shot. So one shot every every second takes three a shot of three. And you see the timestamps and it says, you know, at 15 seconds, there's nothing. 16 seconds, you clearly see a craft in the air. 17 seconds, nothing again. So something, and he has two of those. So something was moving by at a high rate of speed. Um, and he happened to capture it with, uh, you know, just a shot of his phone. There's stuff up there, folks. It's moving very quick or it's moving just beyond our, our ability to perceive uh, visually outside the visible spectrum of light. But there is stuff up there. And that's, you know, kind of what I want to talk about tonight, too. There's stuff out there. We just can't see it with our physical senses right now. But in some cases, technology allows for us to see that. I know I did a show about, a, I don't know, eight months ago, the Chilean government released their footage using, uh, what kind of radar was it? I Infrared or some, some form of FLIR they were using. And, uh, they have UFO sightings that they can't identify the craft, what they were. So there is stuff out there. Did Jimmy Church stumble onto something, a hangar up there? Uh, I do not know. But definitely check Coast to Coast, follow back with Jimmy Church and his works, and see what uh, what comes of that. 
Another one from The Guardian. I think Graham Hancock had shared this initially also. This one definitely catches my attention. Uh, religious leaders get high on magic mushrooms. Um, you know, magic mushrooms ingredient for science. Now, I, I did a show a few weeks ago talking about psilocybin, which is the active ingredient, the, the psychedelic hallucinogen uh, in the Amanita mushrooms or the psychedelic mushrooms. That's what causes people to have these um, these experiences, these shamanic experiences, these spiritual experiences, the hallucinations, whatever you want to call it. There's really good research based on psilocybin into the mystical experiences that people have. There's commonalities that people have with these mystical experiences. The What really caught my attention a few weeks ago, go back and listen to the show, talking about using these things to treat depression. They'd give them uh, a, one or two small doses in a controlled environment, and these people were 80% symptom-free for six to seven months following just this one dose. Um, a lot of promise with this. I think... I have not experienced these. Uh, it's definitely on my bucket list when the time is right, um, but I would like to see what it's all about. Um, I think there's a lot of good that can come out of it, and people do walk away from these when it's done correctly, not in a recreational, let's go have a party and get high type of way, but when it's done properly, and I'm saying this as somebody who's only read the book, Okay, I read several books on it, read, listened to other people's testimony, which I think is pretty credible, but it's not the same because I haven't actually done it. But it sounds like these experiences are really opening up people's eyes and people's minds to, hey, not only is there something else beyond this physical existence that we have, but I got a glimpse of it. I have somewhat more of a greater appreciation for what's over there. So what this this study aims to do is they're pulling... Uh, different religious members from various religions around the world I think they have a dozen people right now who are going to participate in it and they gave them uh, I think they did two, two treatments and again in a, in a controlled environment and they had them go within and, and try to focus on whatever and the preliminary results what has come out is that not a single person that conducted was participated in this experiment regretted it um, they all came out of that with more of a profound appreciation for their faith and for the religious paths throughout the rest of the world. Um, basically, I think the analogy they use is there are more ways, many more ways to the top of the mountain. I think is what they said, are more paths to the top of the mountain or whatever. But uh, and it's an interesting study. I'll have the link in here. Please check it out uh, and you know just add that to your research, to your knowledge base. Uh, again, I think we need to take life in a different direction. I mean, you know, shamanic cultures, uh, indigenous tribes, there's certain you know people, they reach a point where they say, okay, time for the next step in your journey you're going to have this experience because it's going to teach you something if you study plant medicine the plants can be teachers oh my gosh what's that tie into what was i talking about at the beginning of this show plants are communicating with us in multiple multiple ways i I don't know why i don't know if they were here first i don't know if maybe they are designed to be our guides maybe they are our connection to something higher that's what it sounds like I don't. I can go in so many different directions, and uh, you know, maybe there's a fiction book I can put down. I can go again in a lot of different directions with this. But if you watch Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the old movie, was it from the 60s or 70s? Ties into this as well, and it's a fascinating. Put on your truth seekers lens, put on your truth seekers cap, and uh, go watch that movie again. If you haven't seen it, go watch it for the first time, and it's they're spot on, man. They know their stuff. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say check it out 
I found a, a, an article, I guess it's a blog uh, from the Monroe Institute. I, I, I plug Monroe whenever I can as well. Bob Monroe's books uh, really impacted my life. But it's a way without drugs to have many of these mystical experiences. Uh, they use what's called binaural beats, hemisync technology, playing certain tones in your ears at different frequencies and pitches to create certain brainwave patterns to alter your states of consciousness. They get repeated results and they can get you into different phases, different levels, different experiences with practice through the use of their technology. So again, there's another way for you to expand your consciousness and to experience and realize and know, hey, there's something else beyond these physical five senses that I have. So here's a blog post, and it's called My Near-Death Experience, A Defining Moment in My Life by Buff Etheridge. She's a TMI program graduate. Uh, I'm going to read some of it. I, I want you to go back and read the rest of this. Uh, I drowned myself when I was nine years old in 1960. Pathologically shy girl invited to a pool party. Young Buff didn't know how to swim but I wanted to be liked and I hadn't learned how to say no. At poolside, imagining people laughing at me for not joining in, I slipped into the deep end and found myself flailing frantically as I sank helplessly, settling like a rock onto the concrete bottom. Looking up at the dance of sparkling sunlight reflecting through the water above me, I realized I was going to die. Not a concept that as a child I had ever given a second's thought. The instant I realized that I would never reach that surface, I found myself outside my body, to this day, I remember instant immersion in a total matrix of love. It was all that mattered. Love was far beyond non-trite. It was tangibly real. It was everything. It was home. I swam formless in the beauty of undefinable, infinite love connected to all in a timeless dimension. Now, what's cool about this, I, I don't want to steal her thunder here, but go back and read the rest of the article. She says that she had a life review. <clears throat> and... She said this life review actually took her nine years to go through every moment of her life and she had to evaluate every interaction that she had. Was it from love or was it from somewhere else? And she said she felt total shame when she realized she didn't react out of love in her situations in life. It overall was a positive experience for her because she learned from it how to give love and show love and make sure she was being a loving person at all times. And it, it, It's not new agey stuff, I promise you. It's a really neat perspective of this. I've read other experiences about this life review. Uh, I think Bob Monroe talks about it. The one thing he talks about, what's interesting is that she said it was a nine-year journey after she left her body, but she was rescued at the bottom of the pool she was only out of her body for a matter of seconds. Now, have you ever had an experience like this? I know that there's been times, you know, when I was a kid, my alarm would go off, I'd snooze it, I'd be out for about five hours. I'd have this crazy dream with all these experiences going on. I'd wake up five minutes later when the snooze went off. So things change, time processes differently, and Monroe. Um, has proven this through his research. If you watch the movie Inception, they say the deeper levels you go, the slower time passes in our current physical reality. So, um, or sorry, the less time passes. So five seconds in waking reality could be five hours in a certain state of consciousness. Um, it, time is, is relative and, and it moves differently depending on what state we're in. So really interesting. Check this article out. Read what she has to say. Um, it, you know, it, just a little bit of synchronicity for me. Randomly, I was just talking to my wife last night about 
um, ayahuasca. Graham Hancock's work talks about the ayahuasca experience and drinking the brew. And he said that one of the things that you go through, again, something I've never done, but I, I am curious, um, you, you go through a life review. Uh, and you, again, you look at all the things that, you know, you're not dead, you're just in this altered state. What you've done good, what you've done bad. And, uh, you know, you kind of have to face your own demons, face your own problems, face the issues where you've gone wrong and own that. And that's not easy to do. So uh, I find that interesting. I find that a common thread. I could, I could do another show on that. I swear, every time I start reading the news, I say, oh, I could do a whole show on this. Let me jump into the two stories that I really wanted to talk about tonight. I get these stories and I sit there and I'm literally screaming at my phone or screaming at my computer because it's like, I got to get this book done. I got to get this book out because this is what my book is about. And I need to connect these dots for other people who may just read this one article and say, well, that's interesting. What does it do for me? But this article comes to us from time.com. It's called Intuition. The U.S. military believes people have a sixth sense by Annie Jacobson. Now, this was dated April 3rd, 2017. I just found this come across my feed. Um, that's why I'm sharing it now. Uh, in 2014, the Office of Naval Research embarked on a four-year, $3.85 million research program to explore the phenomena it calls premonition and intuition, or, quote, spidey sense for sailors and marines. Quote, we have to understand what gives rise to the so-called sixth sense, says Peter Squire, program officer in ONR's Expeditionary Maneuver Warfare and Combat, uh, Combating Terrorism Department. Today's Navy scientists place less emphasis on trying to understand the phenomena theoretically and more on using technology to examine the mysterious process, which Navy scientists assure the public is not based on superstition. Now, we already know that the Department of Defense, the United States military, United States government, is well aware of the sixth sense and of uh, the psychic abilities. And they started back in the 70s looking at the remote viewing program. Uh, I forget what that was called, Operation Stargate. I, maybe I'm getting my operations confused. But a lot of good books out there on it, a lot of good uh, YouTube stuff on there. Uh, again, I keep going back to the Farsight Institute and Dr. Courtney Brown. I think he's uh, his organization um, is you know the best out there based on my limited experience in, in this, but, um, you know, a lot of good stuff coming from there. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked here. Uh, if, where I go, if the researchers understanding the process, there may be ways to accelerate it and possibly spread the powers of intuition throughout military units. So obviously they want to militarize, they want to weaponize this thing. Now, listen, the, I can't stress it enough. This is why I want you to sign up for my newsletter. I know it sounds sales pitchy, but there is there is good information coming out, uh, not just in the show, not just in the newsletter. When Food for the Archons comes out, it's going to explain to you why you can develop your own sixth sense. The military's proven right here. It's in time.com, a reputable source, a four-year study showing that they believe you can refine this. What my research is showing is that we all have this ability, and this ability can be strengthened. It can be improved. I, I practice this all the time. My sixth sense is getting stronger and stronger. You know, every single day, every single week. Um, you know, I, I'm not a superhero. I'm not a freak of nature, but I can read people's emotions a lot better. That's that's where I focus on is, is reading emotions, reading situations, um, and, you know, and, and just trying to understand the 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 information that's floating around me in my energetic environment, as new agey as that sounds, uh, I think that's an extension of our physiology, of our, of our biology, of a part of, a part of us based on what I've studied, based on what I've put together. 
And that's what this is showing. Let me read a little bit more about this. The Pentagon's focus is to maximize the power of the sixth sense for optional operational use. If we can characterize this intuitive decision-making process and model it, then the hope is to accelerate the acquisition of these skills, says Lieutenant Commander Brent Old of ONR's Warfighter Performance Department for Human and Bioengineered Systems. Department for Human and Bioengineered Systems. Wow, we need to look into that one, don't we? Are there ways to remove, improve premonition through training, he asks. According to the Pentagon, the program was born of field reports from the war theater, including a 2006 incident in Iraq when Staff Sergeant Martin Richberg, using intuition, prevented carnage in an IED or improvised explosive device incident. Commander Joseph Kahn, a program manager at the Naval Office, told the New York Times, these reports from the field often detailed a sixth sense or spidey sense that alerted them to an impending attack or IED, or that allow them to respond to a novel situation without consciously analyzing the situation. Now, again, I dedicate a chapter in Food for the Archons talking about my experiences with this, how you can learn to actually follow that sense. It For me, it's a physical... I guess my, my body interprets this as a physical pressure that I feel in my body that leads me in different directions towards something or away from something. Uh, and I've encountered some pretty cool stuff when I've, when I let this just be my guide. And you know, the key is sometimes you got to surrender control. You got to stop listening to your brain, which is very difficult to do because it never shuts up, but you got to allow that to quiet enough so you can listen to your other voices that are coming where the information is coming through different data points, different chakra points. Uh, and it's really fascinating what you can learn and what you can find and how it improves your life. There's a movie, uh, what is it, Jeff, who lives at home. It has, um, I want to say Andy Bernard. Ed Helms is in it and Jason Siegel. I think it was like an indie film. Um, so well done. And he just says, follow the signs in life. He just followed that intuitive voice he followed every he had something that was significant to him that day and he kept seeing it over and over again so he just kept following it following what his gut was telling him i'm not going to give away the ending but it was really cool where it led this guy and i remember at the and this is why it resonates with me because at the time i was experimenting with the same sense with the same phenomena i was i was just letting my intuition guide me and literally just walking or driving wherever it led me and it was leading to me some really cool experiences that were relevant to what I was trying to hone in on and that's what this movie's about uh, it's not a sci-fi movie at all it's it's a really neat well done movie check it out um, back to this article more than a decade later, today's Department, Defense Department has accelerated practical applications of this concept. Active duty Marines are being taught to hone precognitive skills in order to preempt snipers, IED emplacers, and other irregular assaults using advanced perceptual uh, competencies that have not been well studied. Because of the stigma of ESP and PK, the nomenclature has changed, allowing the Defense Department to distance itself from its remote viewing past. Under the Perceptual Training Systems and Tools banner, extrasensory perception has a new name in the modern era, sense-making. In official Defense Department literature, sense-making is defined as a motivated, continuous effort to understand connections which can be among people, places, and events in order to anticipate their trajectories and act effectively. Basically, you're able to predict the future of what people and things are going to do or what's going to happen and make decisions based off that data you're receiving. Really interesting article. It goes into some of the history here, um, you know, of the remote viewing stuff. Really well worth your time. 
if you're subscribed to the Seeker newsletter, this link will be in your inbox, um, you know, Sunday morning, uh, tomorrow morning, based on when I'm releasing this. Um, if not, go to serviceofchange.com, subscribe to the Seeker newsletter, but the link to this show will be there with the show notes as well, where you can read the rest of this article. You know, I'm going back and forth here looking at time. Uh, you know, do I want to jump into the ghost stuff? I know I said I was going to do ghost stuff this week. Um, I'm wondering if that would just be a better teaser for next week and I can really get into it. I, I, I may have one or two people who want to come on the show and can share their experiences. <sighs> Let me make a command decision here. I know I teased you in the beginning <laughs> with the ghost stuff. My apologies for that. But I think this deserves a little bit more attention than the limited time I have now because once again, I went on my tangents and that's just what happens sometimes. But I'm going to go with it because I think this Sixth Sense stuff is important. So, And it's related to this ghost stuff, but let that be a teaser for next week's show. Uh, we're going to get into the ghost stuff unless something major happens during the week. And I'm going to reach out to uh, some of my friends who have talked to me and see if I can get them to come on the air and talk about their experiences with with what they had. It's better than me just reading their statements and their testimony. So some of which I'll do, but next week we'll have uh, some ghost stuff. So just to, to wrap it up then, you know, there, there's a lot of good information out there. Um, you know, I, I cover the, the sixth sense stuff extensively in my book. Uh, I break down a little bit of the history of the remote viewing in my book as well. Um, and this article definitely ties into it, but the military is now my goal. When I first, came out of the closet with this stuff. I don't want to be lumped in as some Looney Tune conspiracy theorist. I don't think all conspiracy theorists are Looney Tunes. The term conspiracy theorist is a derogatory term by the mainstream. I don't find it as a derogatory term. I think a conspiracy theorist is simply a free thinker. As long as you don't get trapped in the dogma of conspiracy thought. Anyway, my point is, when it comes to this sixth sense that we have, psychic phenomena, encounters with ghosts, encounters with other dimensions, uh, alternate realities, higher states of consciousness, aliens, UFOs, all this stuff. I want us to be able to have a conversation about this without somebody rolling their eyes and saying, oh, you're into that crazy stuff. Oh, you must be nuts or you're a weirdo. I'm not a weirdo. I'm a well-educated guy with a lot of really neat training. I don't think any of you listening to my show are weirdos. I want this stuff to be more common conversation. You want a good talking point? I would love it if you shared this show. Here's an article out of time right there that talks about it. Take it to the next step. Bring it to work. Talk to somebody about it. I don't know. These are the conversations we need to be having. Why? Because if we can all learn to use this, this prime example politics, the, the debacle that we're in, the people that come into power that make these decisions that make our lives even more difficult with the choices that they make, they go away. I, my last two shows, I referenced this again. If we can employ teams of people in each county, neighborhood, township, whatever, that use these psychic abilities to put out positive vibes for you know for the positive energy and to have a remote viewing team, Farsight right now is doing every month, they're predicting the, mood, the news for the upcoming month and they're getting great results. We can prevent disasters, prevent horrible things from happening. We can better navigate our future by looking into it uh, through these processes. So this, here's what I'm going to say to you, my friends. This is real. I, I feel that I've presented hours and hours and hours of great research, great testimony, my own experiences, experiences of other people. Um, this is real. And we need to move beyond the point now of 
just talking about it. We need to do something with it. We need to do something about it. And that's one of the things that I have in the works. It's one of the things I'm aiming to to work towards uh, with the networking that I'm doing. I would love for you to be a part of it. Like I said, I'm, I have in the works behind the scenes right now a new platform that we're building. If you have any interest in any of this stuff whatsoever and you think you can contribute, whether it's videos, whether it's video blogs, whether it's um, <clears throat> blog posts, if you're great at, at marketing and social media and, and you want to get involved in just moderating discussions online, we can definitely use you. We need to make these discussions more current, more relevant. Uh, this is the future. This is how we can make a change without violence, without peace. I, I can't. I, I said it five seconds ago. This is real. And we're building something here. And I'd love for you to be a part of it. Go to servicechange.com. Beyond subscribing to the newsletter, just find my contact information. Send me an email. Let me know you're interested. We got a lot of moving parts here. As we start to get closer and closer to launching this thing, I will be in touch. I'd love to hear your ideas and, and how you can contribute and, and we can grow this together because I'm just one person. I'm just one voice. It's I mean, look at my numbers. It's tough. It's tough getting this message out there. But we can do it if we work together. And I think that's the key. If we work together, strengthen numbers, we can get the word out there. We can start using these senses to better our lives. I feel like I'm talking in circles. I could go on forever just repeating myself because I'm so excited about this stuff. But that's where it is. Check it out, all the great things at servicechange.com. Get your free ebook, I Am Human, We Are Not Who We Think We Are. I'm going to give some plugs tonight. We need some help here. Sign up for the secret newsletter so you can stay connected and find out the latest updates. And please check out the bookstore at Service to Change. Uh, you know, if it's not something for you, if you can find a gift for somebody else on there, please do it. It would support the show tremendously. It's a low budget operation, but we still need some finances to keep this going. I hate asking for money, but. You're getting some great books out of it. Uh, and there's many more to come. I have many in the works. That's all the time I have right now, friends. Thank you so much for tuning in each week. Please, another way to support the show, just share this. Share with a friend. Share it on your, on your Facebook page, on your Twitter page, wherever you need to. Help this show grow because uh, I really need your help. I'm asking for it. Once again, thank you so much. I'm Dennis Nappy II. This has been the Secret Podcast where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world, I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning and keep an open mind. Thank you. Thank you.